This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Yeah, you come to me today. You want some Parmesan? Yeah, I'll get you some Parmesan. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, snowshoes, touchdown, Kansas City. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. It's over! The Bullpups have knocked out Bishop the age! And for the ninth time in school history, the Bullpups stand atop the state of Kansas! Everything happening in the sports world. Oh, oh, are you serious? Slam jam back! Get him ready for the NBA Duncan contest! And even some things not happening in the sports world. So, you're saying you will not watch any episodes of The Bachelor this year? I think I'd rather have a tooth pull. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, just asked me a moment ago, is The Bachelor almost over yet? And I said, can't not ins- even close, it baby. It can't end soon enough. For not me. even close, baby. Jeez. It's getting good, Steve. Colton, is that his name? Yeah, girls have just been breaking up with him. Well, he's Normally a, it's him that has to like, say, hey, Heather, things sound, aren't working. Sounds like he's a loser. I think all the girls are starting to realize, ooh, I, I need to get out of Does here. Does he have money? Well, he played in the NFL for like a year or two. Oh, really? Yeah. For who? I don't remember. Oh. But he went to the University of Colorado. Okay. Don't know what position he played. Okay. Real nice guy, though. I think the girls are starting to say, ooh, a little too nice. It's always my problem. I, I, I just, I'm just so nice. I just can't believe there's shows like that on TV. I can't believe that you don't love it, Steve, because this is right up your alley. Well, no. Well, you've still got time. There's like five or six girls left. You can see who he picks. We'll watch the... Well, it's all it's all basically scripted, isn't it? I well, mean, it's not scripted. It's like... As it is produced. It's like Storage Wars. They actually kind of, you know... They say, hey, this girl said this. Why don't you go ask her about it? Oh, geez. It's sort of produced. It's catty. Yeah, it's very catty. A lot of cat fights. It's good stuff. Well, it's a waste of time. Steve, I think, I was going to say, I think you're a waste of time. But no, <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're definitely worth our time. Steve, are you excited? We're getting ready for one of the busiest weekends of the year. We've got state wrestling going on, regional playoff basketball, the KCAC postseason tournaments going on. This is a busy time to be alive for you. Yeah, and it's weird, though. We don't have any... McPherson High basketball until Wednesday of next week. So That's right. So we've been dabbling in other areas. Like the Eagle Dome. Oh, the Eagle Dome. We went to Elyria yesterday oh, afternoon yeah. for a rare Wednesday afternoon basketball game. Yeah. Elyria. Big didn't win. Get, didn't get any walking tacos, though. No, I think that they were there, though. Yeah, we were We were there for the game. We were. And Vance, Mound Ridge's coach, Vance Unrath, was there scouting the Eagles. Of course, he kind of snuck in like a you know like a ninja oh yeah yeah he was kind of trying to sneak back so but zach knew he was going to be there the illyria coach and and zach had been at the mount ridge game i think the night before maybe yeah uh, yeah so let's face it they've played each other before mount ridge boys and illyria will be playing 7 30 on friday in mount ridge 
The winner is assured of going to the substate. The loser is done for the year. And uh, hopefully Caleb Fraze is back for the Illyria boys. Although it sound, you know, the way Coach Goodrich talked after the game, it made it sound like, you know, he may not be back. And even if he is, he might, you know. But uh, be it'll be a lot of lot of electricity in Mound Ridge tomorrow night. And we hope to be there for that regional semifinal. State wrestling will be going on tomorrow down in Park City. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna head down to Park City tomorrow and hang out and. Parks, I'll tell you, Hartman Arena, that's a great place. I've been to the KCAC tournament there. Last time we drove by, Steve, you said, whoa, that place has a bar. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm imagining that's where you're going to be hanging out while you're watching Scott uh, Radke. I, they, have, they have a, what I remember is they had kind of a, you know, an exclusive lounge. Well, know? I don't know if you're getting into the exclusive lounge, I'm not Steve. exclusive. Well, I want to talk about later on this show, Steve, the McPherson sub-state pairings, because they received those yesterday. And we mentioned them briefly yesterday. And I wrote a column about it on midcamsonline.com. And we enjoyed our day yesterday with the McPherson College coaches on the basketball side and enjoyed hearing from them because those are some guys that really know what they're talking about with basketball. And it it was fun to hear from them. But we'll dive into the bullpups here in a moment. Steve, maybe the biggest story of the night last night? I was thinking about it as I was in the car, and I got an update that said, Duke falls to UNC in the big-time matchup down right. there in North Carolina. Right. And, and the way it was phrased, I know that there were probably some North Carolina fans that read it and, and said, well, it wasn't that Duke lost. It was that North Carolina won. Right. Well, the story is that Duke lost. Right. And also with that, who knows what else Duke lost in this game, too, with Zion Williamson going down. In the first minute of the game. 36 seconds. Where his shoe, it was the weirdest looking thing I've ever his seen. His shoe exploded. The bottom of his shoe, have you ever really worn through a pair of shoes where the bottom sole starts to fall off? And so then that rubber, you can almost rip it off. And then there's still a little bottom layer of shoe that your foot stands on, but it's real thin. Yeah. You, ever, you ever done that? No. I guess you don't work out hard enough. I don't. But I've done it a couple of times with shoes where you can rip off that rubber sole. And that's what happened to Zion in the middle of this game. He drove down. He put his foot down to cut. And all of a sudden, his shoe just separated into two pieces. And while that was happening, his other knee twisted. Right. And I guess the verbiage that they used was was they sprained his knee. I I thought he had hurt his groin when he went. I thought he'd... It was an awkward fall. Yeah, yeah. So Zion Williamson, who knows what his timetable is like to get back and play for the Blue Devils. And Steve's been saying the last couple of weeks, I'm picking Duke to win the national championship. Well, what do you, what do you think Vegas was thinking? You know, that Duke was like a nine-point favorite. And I'm sure a lot of people said, ooh, Zion, take the, you know, give the points because of Zion. And Duke just gets... You know, they they got hammered after he went out of the game. It was a 21-point game at one point. I think it ended up about 15 or so. Well, not only that, ticket prices on the secondary markets were just through the roof. Yeah. Imagine spending... $2,900. Imagine spending, let's just say, $1,000 for a bad seat. How much do you think... And the first minute, the best player on the court is out for the game. How much do you think President Obama paid for his? I would think they probably comped him. Well, I would think so. I, yeah, that, that's another story. I saw people complaining about that. They're like, he's taking taxpayer money. I'm like, he's, they're, <laughs> he, they're not going to charge him. He's, he's fine. A, he's a private citizen. Now. I mean, he can, <laughs> like go, he's fine. he can go to the movies if he wants well, to. He can do whatever you want. Yeah. But the big story that's come out of this, Steve, 
And the conversation that I keep seeing people have now is, is Zion Williamson going to play when he comes back? And not necessarily will he be able to, will his knee be able to support him, but financially, looking into the future with his NBA career, multi, multi, multi-million dollar shoe deal, big time contract, number one in the lottery pick, should he? And that's the crazy question here It really is. And I'll tell you, you know what I think this injury is going to do? The biggest thing that's going to come out of this injury, you're going to see the elimination of the one-and-done rule. I really believe that. I think you're going to see. This is going to do it? I think this is the tipping point. And let's be honest, one-and-done is the biggest joke in the history of college basketball. If you're good enough to go out of high school, go play. If not... You can end up going to the G League or D League or X League or whatever league there is. But just let them go. To me, it's making a mockery out of college. What are co- what's college is there for? I mean, do you really think Zion Williamson is going to go to class once basketball season's over? He's probably not he even going to be on campus after yeah. it's over, yeah. Steve. Yeah, he won't. Yeah, he'll he- move somewhere to work out for the draft. Yeah, that and that's what I'm saying. It's just it makes. It makes the whole college thing, it it makes it like college is nothing more than the minor leagues for the NBA. And and I just, I I just, you know, I I can't remember when the one-and-done rule was rescinded. Well, let's put it this way. LeBron James was 2003. Yeah. And he went straight out. Right. I think it might have been like 04 or 05. It was very shortly after that that they installed the one-and-done rule to try and help out with some of those aspects of it. So it was sometime right around 2003, 2004. But, and, and let's start with this, Steve. I'm a huge college athletics fan. Yeah, I love college sports. I do, too. It's one of my favorite things. I love college basketball more than the NBA. Oh, I yeah. love college football more than I do the NFL. And I love college sports. But there does need to be something done here. Because I am not a fan of these guys having to go to college for one year, leaving, and just kind of wasting a year. Yeah. And then to have these conversations of, well, why should he have to go to college? And then there were these people that were saying, well, right out of high school, maybe you can't go straight to the NBA, but you can go to the G League and do that, and you can make this amount of money. And I'm saying, no, no, no. Mm-mm. Let's open this up. Yeah. If you are 15 years old and you have the skills of LeBron James... I don't think that you should have to go to high school anymore. I think if you're 15 and you're good to go, do it. Wow, 15. I th- I still think I think you probably it would probably I be think your you better have, interest to finish out high school. Well, but how? But many, I think whenever let, you are ready okay. to go, then but go. Let, really? How many 15 year olds? Well, that's just LeBron? a stretch. The, yeah, this is just saying it's that whenever stretch. you're ready to go, yeah, go. Yeah. Where I think college football is a little bit different. Well, football is a totally different animal because it's all about physical maturity. And it's hard to be 18 years old and be ready to not only be a quarterback or an offensive lineman or anything like that in the NFL, because that's a yeah. bunch of grown men. Oh, yeah. They toss you around like a rag doll. But with basketball, we see it over and over again, all of these rookies that are so incredible at 19 years old. Yeah. And that if you are ready to go, then go. That's the, the thing that I think the NBA is really... And, and well, let's remember this. This is not an NCAA rule. And also, also... There's kids that graduate from high school. They don't go to college. They go into the workforce. 
they get a job. They get a job out of high school if they don't right. go to college. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So basically, this I is I thought just, you were saying that those guys should play in the NBA. No, no, like, well, no. What, I, what I'm saying is, you know, they're, these basketball players, they're graduating from high school. They're looking for employment. The employment's the NBA. So, you know, let them go. Let, I just, I, I, don't, I, I just have a – it just bothers me because I just hate seeing guys like Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, you know – Quentin Grimes, no, don't put Quentin Grimes. <laughs> no Quentin Grimes, but these guys that are ready for the NBA right out of high school, let them go. If the other ones go and make a mistake, shame on them. They right, it's your problem. They should have known, yeah. Get a real job, you know, go, you well, know. Well, you could go play basketball. The the 10th best 18-year-old can go play basketball in China. Exactly. You can find ways to well, play. Go to the G League. They pay you okay in the G League. Right. There's a lot of 18-year-olds that like to be making $75,000. Now, the other thing here is, Steve, I am not a proponent for paying the student-athletes because, number one, no. I think a lot of them are already getting compensated pretty well in terms of getting school paid for. And for the sports where you're there for longer, that's a great advantage. Yeah. Number two, I think they're also getting compensated with stipends. And, and these people are making money. Yeah. Let's let's not act like Zion Williamson and other top-level Division One basketball players are not getting helped out in lots of great ways. Let's not act like yeah. they're not. Well, But I'm I, not a fan of them being well, paid. Well, Donovan Mitchell of Utah, I think... The tweet, Jazz. He tweeted out something like... Look at all these people that were here. Look how much money was generated from this game. Zion's not getting any of it. Well, in a way, Zion and the players are. They are getting because they're getting a free education, complimentary education. Well, I don't even think it's about the education as much as it is the exposure. Yeah, these guys. Where will Zion Williamson get more exposure? Let's say out of high school, he said, I'm not doing this NCAA stuff. I'm not doing it. I'm going to China. I'd like to see what Zion Williamson is taking at Duke. What classes he's taking. And it's not even as much about that as it is. But I think, I'm just curious. I think college basketball is a great platform to push yourself to the next level for those people that are ready. And the other point that I make all the time is, okay, the Zion Williamson's, the R.J. Barrett's, even the Quentin Grimes, these are people that are the outliers to what this system is supposed to be. Right. These are not what college athletics are made for. Right. It's not made for the one and dones. Where and that's sort of the problem with this. College athletics is made for people at so, at smaller schools. Mm-hmm. Imagine the players that play at Vermont, Ooh. or even the football player at Iowa who is the second string linebacker who's not going to be an NFL player. It gives people like that opportunities to play collegiate athletics get an education, potentially have a better place to live, move on and do a better life. Yeah. It's made for this. The downside of it is it's turned into when you have these unbelievable players at these unbelievable programs, it changes some things. But I still am of the opinion of, let's go back and look at Andrew Wiggins. Did Andrew Wiggins get more out of Kansas than Kansas got out of Andrew Wiggins? Do you really think that KU made all that much money because of Andrew Wiggins? KU did nothing for Andrew Wiggins, as far as I'm concerned. What do you mean? Him going to KU, that didn't help him in any way, I didn't think. I think it helped him more than sitting at home. 
Or if, or if he went to Iowa State. I think he could have gone right out of high school. But you get the TV exposure at a place like yeah. Kansas. Right, I think that that could happen. But I don't think KU sits around and sells all these tickets because of Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. I think Andrew Wiggins had more to benefit from KU with the amount of exposure that he got, the amount of national publicity, playing in primetime games all the time. Made him a number one draft pick. Now he's signed a, what, $150 million, $130 million contract. But I just think that those people are the outliers. And the problem is there's a chance that because of some of these outliers and because of the system that's set up with the one-and-dones and not being able to go out of high school is that there's a chance that it ruins college athletics for the people like I mentioned, Mm -hmm. the people that are not going to be playing at the professional level. You remember that old All-State commercial? I think it was All-State that would say, 98% of student-athletes will be doing something other than their sport whenever they graduate. Mm -hmm. And that's what college athletics is made for, especially football, basketball, baseball, that it gives people a chance that maybe in some other ways couldn't afford it, Maybe they weren't exactly smart enough to do it. It gives people the chance. And that's the only thing I hate about sitting around and saying, well, we've got to pay all these people and it'll shut down schools and it will it will change things. And college athletics at its core is good. But sometimes with these phenomenal players that are ready to get out and have a chance to go make more money and the NBA is restricting from that, it makes things seem much bigger than they are. Where everybody sits around and says, you got to pay Zion Williamson. Well, no, you don't. if you're paying him, you've got to pay the 10th guy on the bench at Vermont. Remember yeah. that. Yeah. And it's just a very weird time because I really don't think they should be paid. But I think they should be able to go and get their money if they want to. That's the only thing I don't like about it. And then if you don't go out of high school and you do go to college, I think you should be able to leave whenever you want. Yeah. Whenever you're ready to go make money. Yeah. Where in college football, I they go three years. That's your minimum. Yeah. I think you should be able to go whenever you want. Yeah, man. but football, like I say, football's different because it's all about the physical maturity. But the thing is, people will learn. Yeah. The first person that goes out of high school or goes after his first year gets broke, and it doesn't go very well for the gets first three years, in half. people yeah. will learn. Yeah. Steve, let's take our first break. When we come back, let's dive into some sub-state basketball. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Jim Joyner, Steve Sell. Steve, we've got some digging to do. Digging? Because it's sub-state basketball time. Oh, I thought you meant out of snow. Well, we're running out of snow now with the, with the <laughs> sun rolling in. But we've got some digging to do because at this time of year we start to get into finding out more and more about every single opponent that McPherson has a chance to play. Where last year, in the last couple of years, trying to find out all the information on Hayes, Ulysses, Bueller. And this year it's a little bit different because of the change in the sub-state format. For those of you that don't know exactly how it works in comparison to the last couple of years, here's your Reader's Digest version. 18 teams in 5A West, 18 teams in 5A East. They rank them 1 through 18. 
15 through 15 and 18 playing a play-in game, 16 and 17 playing a play-in game, and then the bracket sets up just like your March yeah. Madness bracket. Right. 116. One verse 16. Right. Yep, you got it. So McPherson on the girls' side is the three seed, which means that their first game is against the 14. That is Andover. Then if they win, they would play the six or 11, which is Bishop Carroll as the six, Newton as the 11. That's on the girls' side. If you win that, you go to state. Then once you get to state, it gets a little more confusing because the four teams out of the West are reseeded and ranked one through four. Five teams that, or the four teams out of the wet or out of the East, got them all over the place. There you go. They get ranked one through four, and you cross over one in the West, four in the East, one in the East, four in the West, two and three switch. Got it. Well, here You're following. Yeah, and I, I was trying to think if we were still doing the old sub-state format, we'd have Hayes. We'd have Great Bend. I'm not sure who the fourth team would be out of the West. Slide South? S- south or Central. It'd have to be one of those schools, I would think. I don't know. You got Central, South, Mays, or I'm not. But, I mean, you could even have Mays in there. You could have, because you know Hayes and Great Bend would be in the same one, and generally McPherson's in with them. So you'd be looking at the two, one of the two Salina schools probably. So for the girls' side, Steve, we'll talk about the boys here in a minute. The McPherson girls have a chance because of how deep 5A West is, to play two really, really good teams. Andover is the 14 seed, and that is a good basketball team. They're 8-11, and 11, and unfortunately for them, they're in AVCTL Division II, which has been probably the best 5A basketball league this year. Right. You have Andover in that group. You have Andover Central, who hasn't been quite as good, but they're not a bad team. You have Mays in there, who's been good. You have Goddard in that one. You have Goddard Eisenhower in there. That is a tough, tough league. Yeah. And so they're 8-11. and 11. They play Arc City tonight, so they'll likely be 9-11. and 11. Mm-hmm. So that's your first game. Then a chance to play Bishop Carroll, who's 14-6 and six and has been very good this year, or Newton. And Newton, I would be surprised if they beat Bishop Carroll, but it's a Newton team that is good, and but I think they've they got could. A, they've got a really good player. And, you know, the old saying is, if you got the best player... In the game, you got a great chance to win. Desiree Colonel, I there believe it is, is a really good player. Uh, Newton's nine and ten. That's they're a scary nine and ten though. And then Bishop Carroll on the girls' side, they've won seven games in a row yeah. going into the postseason here, and they were the five A runner-up last year. They beat Wichita Heights on Tuesday, and Heights finished off as the number four seed. That was just their second loss. So there's a good chance that the Bullpups could be hosting a Bishop Carroll team in the sub-state final. That is a very, very strong team. And I, you know, I went through and broke every bracket down in my column day. Wichita Heights dropping to four, I think that actually worked out good for them because I think Carroll is a lot tougher than either Salina Central. It's probably going to be Heights is going to play Salina Central. I just, I just feel like it worked out pretty good for Heights. Well, Heights will likely play Mays in the championship, four versus five. Okay. Oh, okay. I, I'm in with the wrong. I'm on the wrong. Uh, uh, gender there. Well, let's go over to the other gender. That's boys basketball yeah. on the 5A side. So McPherson on the boys side is the sixth seed. Mm-hmm. And if they would have not lost to circle, if they would have been 15 and four, do you know what their seed would have been? Two. Three. Three. They would have been the three seed. Okay. So that means they would have played two games at home. They would have drawn the sixth seed, which would have been one, two, three, four, five, six. It would have been May South. And that would have been a really good draw for this McPherson team. But their first game as the sixth seed against the 11 is against Newton. And they have Ty Berry, who is one of, if not the best, 
juniors in the state. Right. And we'll have several, several big-time Division One offers. Then if you win that game against an old rival and a tough opponent, but they have a great big man as well, then likely going on the road to take on Bishop Carroll, who is 15-5. and five. And Bishop Carroll, remember, they're the reigning 5A state champions. And I think Carroll has got that gym that's like the concrete jungle. The noise is just, it just reverberates. And even if there's not a lot of people there, it is really, really loud. They've won nine of their last ten games entering the postseason. And their win that really shuffled some things around on Tuesday night was beating Wichita Heights. Drilled them. 42. Just drilled they killed them. them. Yeah. And Heights had been one of the best teams in the area throughout this year. Now, they do not have an easy first game. And that's the scary thing as a three seed. Holy War. You're hosting your biggest rival. Yeah. At home, who they beat by two back in January on the road at Capon. When they played Capon at home, they won by 12, and that was back on the 12th of February, so not that long ago. Bishop Carroll doesn't have a gimme in the first game. McPherson doesn't have a gimme in the first game. Right. I mean, it would be crazy if both underdogs Mm -hmm. won. Quote-unquote underdogs, yeah. And then, this is a McPherson team that, if they can catch a break and have Cape and win, they would be at home against them. Right. But this is a McPherson team that we know if they are on, they can win this thing. Well, they were 30 of 47 in their last game from the field. If they're on, they have a great chance to make a run. If they're not on, then you have to just find a way to win. Right. Because 5A West on the boys' side is just going to be so, so, so tough. Yeah, and then It's you going look, to be such you, a tough bracket. You know, you look on the east side – you know, you got the Aquinas teams kind of leading the way for both boys and girls. And then after that, there's nobody that really is scary, I don't think, on either side for boys and girls in the East. Playing your best basketball at the right time. Right. And that's the key for this McPherson team. And after the circle game on Friday night where they gave up 50 points to Jude Warren, some people might have said, oh, well, you're not playing your best basketball going into Substate. Well, they turned around on Monday night and played – Maybe their best offensive game of the year. Well, maybe that maybe that circle game, maybe they had just gotten too comfortable, you know, beating up on the lesser lights, you know, the Winfields and the and the El Dorados and teams like that. They'd gotten comfortable and they kind of got, you know, they maybe it refocused them. Maybe that that was a game that kind of was a kick in the pants and, you know, the light went back on and and uh, you know, you shoot 30 of 47 from the field. Uh, you're doing something right. 14 of 17 in the second half, 13 of 13 at the line. That's what you call the perfect storm of a second half. So the boys game on Thursday night against Newton, 7 o'clock, that is going to be a phenomenal atmosphere. Yeah. If the girls win on Wednesday, then they would play at home on Friday night. At 7. Against whoever it would be, whether it's Carroll or Newton. Can you imagine the excitement of a Saturday night 6 o'clock game at Bishop Carroll? Ooh. I tell you, it, it'll be loud. It'll be loud in there. That would be a whole lot of fun, and there are are just going to be some unbelievable games in 5A West on the boys' side. Really are. When you look at how these brackets can work out. Arc City's in with uh, Mays. You know, Arc City's been pretty good all year. I think those two teams will be in the finals. Andover Central, uh, who did I have? May South. May May South is playing as good as anybody right now. So, I mean, there's just some great, great matchups. Salina Central, Wichita Heights, that could be a sub-state final. There are going to be some really good teams that don't make it to Finley State. And there's going to be maybe a couple teams out of the East that make it, and the West is going to be going, God, have we just been in the East? 
we'd had a cakewalk. All right, Steve, let's take our final break and wrap up the show after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Ramping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, I'll be on the road to North Newton tonight to watch a little KCAC postseason women's basketball. Battling Swedes. Yeah, the Swedes take on Bethel. A couple other women's games that will be going on. Tabor will be at home. Sterling will be at home. I can't remember the other home game off the top of my head. Kansas Wesleyan at home. Wesleyan's home against somebody. The men's tournament started last night. And I got to watch a little bit of Oklahoma Wesleyan, the number one team in the country, take on Bethany, who is the eight seed. And Oklahoma Wesleyan's really good. We saw them back in well, November. Well, they're number one December. in the country. Yeah. Southwestern won. Pretty much all the top dogs have won. And Steve, if there is another Southwestern against Oklahoma Wesleyan KCAC championship game on the men's side next Monday at Hartman Arena, we need to go. Oh, I know. We I need know. to pack up our stuff, get down there early, see our man Kurt tailgate. Kate. Yeah. That is go to that, that bar they have there. Yeah, you'll, you'll be you'll be real excited for that. Lots of time at the Hartman Arena well, bar this weekend. You know, I really enjoyed going to Hartman Arena. Remember, Matt College went four years in a row to Hartman Arena. You know, and uh, they were, you know, they won the tournament one year. Uh, they're in the fight, and it's really weird that the when uh, the Bulldogs were in their heyday in Coach Schwarzenegger's early years, you know who their biggest challenger was, Sterling. Ooh, and now those two teams are. It's, it's totally swung. But with the addition of Oklahoma Wesleyan, that just changed the whole landscape. Oklahoma Wesleyan's got a lot more money than anybody else. They got better facilities than anybody else. They got Donnie Bible as the coach. I mean, and the one game on the men's side, Kansas Wesleyan lost at home to Ottawa. But Ottawa was the better team. I mean, we saw Ottawa. That's a very good basketball team. And they beat Oklahoma Wesleyan like two weeks ago. Steve will wrap up today's show tomorrow. We'll talk a little bit about state wrestling, everything going on this weekend, because it is going to be jam-packed with all sorts of sports going on oh, this yeah. weekend. And then getting ready for sub-state next week. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.